The Secrets of Disney is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Ladies and gentlemen. What's there, Mama? 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. How do you do? How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice... Don't say nothing at all. Very nice. You can sit by me. Everything's so wonderful. Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Where are we going? Up to Neverland. You must kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. One kiss. Unless you beg for more. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of The Secrets of Disney, a podcast about all things Disney, we hope, anyway. Uh, this is Deborah, one of your hostesses, and joining me today, I have Lisa, and I have David. Hello. Hey, great to be with you. Yes, and we are um, going to talk about food today. So I have a very important, very monumental question to ask you all. And this is, it means the difference between, um, you know, whether or not life on this planet will exist, which is, are you a sweet or savory person? (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen first. Mm, Savory. Yeah, me too. You know what? I'm savory with one exception when it comes to Disney and I'll share that later on, but I always will go for savory snack first. Mm-hmm. Me too. I see. Yes. And the reason I asked that question is it was put to me like 15 years ago by she's by a friend of mine. She's like, there are only two types of people in the world, people who love sweet things as a snack and people who love savory. And you have to be on the right side. And she mm. was a savory person. So I was like, no, OK. And I am actually a savory. So we have three savories. Well, I'll I- say, I mean, I will admit that I would be a sweet person, but I have like that whole like getting old and needing to watch my sweets thing. And I'm constantly <laughs> battling it. So I've trained myself to like savory. Oh. I uh, I spent ten years cooking my for myself as a bachelor, so I'm used to no flavor, no sugar, no sweet <laughs> as <in> whatsoever. <laughs> no flavor. <laughs> low bar, low bar, <laughs> low bar. <laughs> yeah, I um, I do like my sweets, and you know, and uh, I I was thinking about this because you're talking about twenty years of like eating Disney food on probably like a weekly basis. So I'm like, what did I used to eat all the time? What were my go-to snacks? Because that's what we're going to talk about today is some um, all things food in a a way, but also our favorite snacks. And um, before I get started, the the inspiration for this whole episode came from uh, this week as we're recording it. Disney opened up a reopened a restaurant, um, reimagined a restaurant in Epcot. And it's kind of near and dear to my heart because they made um, what used to be the Liberty Inn um, at Epcot. Love that place. I well, and I to be honest, I never really ate there very much when it was Liberty Liberty Inn because it was um, it was a hamburger. And when you're in Epcot, you're because there's it's the world showcase that you wanted something maybe a little more exotic like you know you go to japan and get some udon or or morocco 
or Morocco. So you, you didn't really want to go to the United, to the United <laughs> States and get a burger because that was yeah. that sounded ridiculous. But um, they reimagined it. They closed it down last year and reimagined it and just opened it. And I was super excited because they kind of didn't mention it when they're like, oh, we're going to close and it's going to be a barbecue place. But they didn't um, tell anybody until a couple months ago that it was going to be a Muppets themed barbecue place. (laughs) And I have been in love with Muppets since I was four. And uh, I was, my little Muppet heart was just beating wildly uh, because it's called the Regal Eagle. And that is, Oh, that's awesome. I was, I was wondering if it was going to be Sweetums, Sweetums barbecue or something like that. Yeah, no, it's the Regal Eagle uh, salute to all things American, but mostly barbecue. And it's uh, so it's the whole idea is that it's a barbecue kickoff with um, different Muppets adding their own special barbecue recipe like Janice and um, Bobo Bear. And, you know, there's a little Kermit in there and maybe some Fozzie. But it's, you know, it's I guess everybody says it's a little understated for Muppetness, but that's still Muppet quality. But it's a barbecue place and they say the food's really good. So uh, what's the name of it? The Regal Eagle. Okay. I'm going to pull up the menu and figure out what I'm going to order. Oh, <laughs> they, well, the the funny thing is, um, you know, obviously with the, uh, there, you know, I should, I, sorry, I'm like, I'm stumbling on my words. I'm thinking of barbecue and I'm salivating. Uh, Lisa, <laughs> I know you said you were a vegetarian. Right. So, so that's what I'm checking to see if there's anything there that I can. They do have a jackfruit burger oh yes mm. that's awesome yeah so uh, and we were we are going to probably mention right now i guess it's a good time as any that when we're talking about disney we also have to mention that there disney does really well with uh accommodating food requests or special diets and if you go to any disney place and with the exception of maybe the turkey leg cart you'll find something vegetarian or vegan on the menu. And they're so good about asking you like the minute you, that you step in the place, if you've got any food allergies and really watching that too, which is I, we, I travel often to Disney with a nephew who has severe peanut allergies. So oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, and in fact, I tell people, I'm like, if you have a food allergy, because I used to work um, fast food at Disney for a couple of years before I left um, Orlando and one of the things that they train you on is like, okay, if somebody comes up to a food allergy, you take it very seriously because nothing ruins a vacation faster than ending up in an ambulance in anaphylactic shock. So, <laughs> we, we, Goofy's we, a fully qualified EMT. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, that's that's why they keep it, you know, take it so seriously. And it's any kind of food allergy. Like, I think the the strangest one or the most unusual one I heard, um, not that this is unusual, is a woman who is um, allergic to any kind of preservative in her food, which, yeah, that's that's a hard ticket to sell when you're at Disney and you're feeding 40,000 people and, you know, a lot of their food is, you know, has preservatives in it because of the sheer volume of, of food that they serve. So that one was a tricky one. Hard to be in America. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh. It's like you can't half the stuff on the shelf anymore is, you know, loaded with preservatives. So it, it was interesting. I, I can't remember what she ordered because it was like, uh, you can have salad. 
<laughs> so another great thing, I mean, when we're talking about Epcot versus Disneyland is the whole fact that you could order a really nice craft draft beer at this place too. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll be having yeah. a beer with my jackfruit burger. <laughs> yes, I'm looking oh, at the funny. menu um, on the on the Disney app, and it's really nice that they have so many drill downs for when you're looking at food choices on these apps. Um, they've got you know every section, but there's specifically a plant based section, and then they've got all the allergy friendly um, things listed too, specifically oh, that way. So that great. is great, yeah, yeah. Um, and you bring up another point, which we'll have to talk about some other time. We should have a drink episode. Drinking at Disney. Um, <laughs> because that's the uh, the drink around the world is the thing that adults like to do at Disney, especially young adults, um, because every country has their specialty drink. And America's specialty drink is actually um, craft beers. Yeah. Out of all that. As but, it should be. As it should be, right? As it should be. Um, but, you know, if you go to... Um, Japan, you can usually get some sake, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about drinks some other time because yeah. that's a whole different category. Uh, because we're it's supposed a, to be a, talking about food. Go ahead, David. Right? No, so it's a different kind of small world after all. <laughs> I have some. I'm, I have some real war stories from Epcot that are probably not. They are truly di- secrets of Disney, and <laughs> I, I, mm. I, I would probably have to warn people like you shouldn't do this when you go there because this could happen. But, um. Oh, heck. We'll talk about that because there is a pub over at the UK Pavilion and people end up there after drinking around the world and it it gets pretty rowdy over there. Mm. (laughs) Like like any good English pub should, apparently. But that's again, we'll we'll have to tackle that some other time. But we're going to talk about food and snacks and specifically. So we already talked about the uh, new restaurant and I I had. um, emailed both Lisa and David and said, oh, when it came out, I have like a a group chat of my Disney friends, you know, some former cast member and some current cast members. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to eat at this place. And also Space 2020 is opening and also a creperie in France is opening. And also (laughs) it was like, and you know, there's, so there's about four or five new restaurants just this year that are opening mostly in Epcot, but there are a few um, other places and I'm, I'm just can't wait for any of it. I don't have probably enough time or or, uh, money to eat at all of them. Uh, but when I go in October, we'll see. When you go, Deb, do you typically like make a reservation and go to restaurants or do you snack cart it or do you do like a mix of the, the two? I, I We do a mix of the two. Uh, my current Disney traveling partner, and this is, it makes me sad. Actually, it's Sherry. And it makes me, <laughs> because she's not a foodie. And she's, mm. she, um, I have to remind her that, you know, I might need to eat. She, she, she could go all day without eating. She might get hangry, but she, she's <laughs> like, oh yeah, food. I'm like, oh yeah, food. <laughs> but when she and I went to um, Disney in September, um, she definitely has a sweet tooth. So we had a lot of snacks. Um, and then she's not a big eater. And so going to like an all you can eat or going to a um, a place that has a big portion, it was it was a waste of money for her. Mm. And and I'd be like, oh, are you going to finish that here? Let me have that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am. Um, we we also I don't want to ignore David's plea because he has children. Yes. One of the things that we did a lot was order off the kids menu. 
and maybe we'll talk about what that means here in a little bit. But before we do that, I want to ask you, what do you like to snack on then? What's your go-to snack? It can be Disney or it can be just your go-to snack. You can go first, David. Are you thinking or? I'm thinking like my 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 go-to snacks are pretty boring. I'm like raw almonds. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, they uh, have the best almonds, um, but they're not raw at Disney. They're oh. candy coated. Yeah. There's those, the, oh. They're so good. Um, I could go because you can smell them. Like, you know, a pavilion over and you're like, yes, I need me some candy coated almonds or cashews. Or like, uh, well, I don't know if it's really a snack, but uh, my my family, uh, uh, I came from a Iowa farm family and it was actually pretty normal to hog farms, especially it was normal just to have a, a plate of bacon off to the side. <laughs> wow. Really? Like, yeah. Like that was like that was bacon from the farm they knew what the hog's name was you know so it's like this so <laughs> really so you're yeah. like i'm having a little bit of bessie right now pretty <laughs> much yeah I'm like like i'm having bacon what else just just bacon, bacon. <laughs> just bacon <laughs> i gotta go straight up like popcorn i mean if i'm just gonna uh-huh. talk about a snack that i have at home a lot that i love having in the park too and you know you talk about how you can smell something from a little ways away i'm convinced they have some kind of special technology at disney to make the popcorn smell linger you know at a farther yeah. distance um because that's you know that just gets you in there for the popcorn and they've got that whole popcorn bucket thing going on oh yeah the whole, if you're not familiar, Disney has popcorn buckets and you can get like just a Disney themed popcorn bucket, but they also have special themed popcorn buckets, especially around the holidays that are like last year's was a Christmas tree that lit up and, you know, the bucket itself was like 20 bucks and then, you you know, you get a little popcorn in there, but you can refill it for $2 a pop after that. So it's actually a good deal if you eat a lot of popcorn. But um, I do love my popcorn. In fact, that's one of my I'm like, oh, my go to snacks at Disney are kind of boring, too, because I do love their popcorn. Epcot had or has it's still there a um, sour cream and chive popcorn. That was absolutely Mm. great. They also had maple flavored popcorn. And oh, what was the other one? There was like a um, not a cheddar cheese, but some other kind of cheese. So. They're, they have their gourmet popcorns over there, you know, kettle corn and, and all that kind of stuff, too. Uh, I guess I have to go also with a Dole Whip, which is a oh, sweet yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, the Dole Whip. That's yeah. that's um, such a classic. And I mean, so much so that now it's like they have the, you know, the Dole Whip line of clothing that's at the parks. And, you can and air fresheners and <laughs> yeah. magnets. And yeah, it's it's and they expanded um, at Disney World. They expanded it now to you can you don't have to go to Magic Kingdom to get it. You can go to the Polynesian and actually all of the theme parks have it now um, in different locations, Dole Whip. But you can go to the Polynesian Village Resort. So you don't have to go into the theme park. You can go and have 24 hours a day. They have Dole Whip available, which is you, awesome. Are you like Dole Whip, Whip original, like um, Pineapple Girl, or do you like the flavored yes. ones? Yeah. No, I haven't tried very many flavored ones. Although, if we had to go and then I was like, wow, maybe I, I eat a lot of sweet stuff, too. Over in um, Magic Kingdom, there's a place called Storybook Suites, and they have what they call a Peter Pan float, and it's Lime Dole Whip with Sprite. 
mm, I'm not feeling that so much. I You're not mind. feeling that. <laughs> David, no, would I you love- eat that? I'm I'm still looking up what Dole Whip. I just realized <laughs> I found out two seconds ago what Dole Whip, Whip was. I'm like, I'm not going to say I don't know what it is. I'm like, no, well, Google just told me right now. What, what did Google tell you? Because I forgot we should probably define what Dole Whip is. Dole Whip is a dairy-free dessert made from pumpkin-flavored dry mix that's combined with water and pumped out of a soft-serve machine. Pumpkin-flavored or pineapple-flavored? No, 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 pineapple. Okay. Uh, I, I meant to say pineapple. I was like, wow, pumpkin. What? Okay. <laughs> Maybe but for they, the fall, is a pumpkin spice Dole Whip. There, there is a pumpkin spice. Um, oh, my. Yeah, and it's, I don't know. I didn't know if it was a Dole Whip or if it's just an ice cream, but they did have a pumpkin pie ice cream cone. Last Let Halloween. us hope that it is not a Dole Whip because that just sounds nasty. Pumpkin yeah. Dole Whip, just I'm not. I know. I'm a classic, <laughs> straight up. So, so yeah. some things should not be pumpkin spiced. And David, also just so you know, at the Dole Whip thing, it started, I think, in California at um one of our favorite rides, which is the Tiki Room, which is where all the birds sing words and the flowers croon. And outside of the Tiki Room, as you're waiting to go in, there's a stand that has the Dole Whip for sale. But often the line for the Dole Whip is actually longer than the line for the ride. And it's become very classic and a much desired treat. And and they have a California twist over there that they don't, hasn't caught on in Orlando yet. Which is they buy the and I am going to mispronounce it, so please bear with me. It's the Tijin say seasoning. It's like a a Mexican fruit seasoning that's spicy. It has a little chili on it, and uh, so you can buy that at the Dole Whip place and put it on your Dole Whip. So you oh, get wow. a spicy and sweet Dole Whip. Wow, that's a nice mix. Um, I tried Whoa. it. Um, I bought my own little because you can buy little packets of it at. At your any grocery store, I think I bought it at Walmart, and so I took it to Walt Disney World, and I got to say I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Sherry brought a plum flavored um, mix in from Hawaii that was Asian that they like to put on their uh, ice cream, and I I got to say I wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess I'm a little more classic to uh, just eat that straight up. So I have to tell you, though, I my I did I share with you, I think, on email, my new favorite go to snack when I'm at Disneyland and I will walk out of my way to get it. Oh, what's that? It is. Um, I have to I, I'm going to kill the name of it, but the Feluchian Garden Spread. It's um oh, at yeah. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and it is at the Docking Bay Seven food oh, and seven. cargo. Mm-hmm. And what this is, is it's actually uh, plant based. It's um, kefta. And so basically, it's kefta with hummus and tomato, cucumber, mm-hmm. relish, and pita. So it's actually that impossible brand, veggie meatballs um, that are made of uh, a pea protein and then, and soy. And then, and so it sounds very like new agey. But it's so funny because I was looking this up on. Wikipedia, which is Wikipedia. It's it's Wikipedia, not Wikipedia. I love it. Yeah, and it's the Star Wars wiki, and so it actually tells you, like in Star Wars lingo, like who created it, what the plants that are used, which is some Star Wars plants, and then it says it's edible by the Arteriodac, the Feluchians, and humans. So. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I did. I'm like, wow. Um, 
you know, most of the food there does have a backstory, even though you can kind of guess what it is. It's like, oh, yeah, that's eggs. But no, they'll they'll have a whole backstory of what kind of eggs, you know, fantasy description of the food there. And it's fantastic. They try to keep it as um, out of this world as possible so that you're, you know, you, you get something special when you go to, to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, super yummy. I definitely recommend it. I'll have to try it next time I go to Galaxy's Edge because I tend to not get the vegetarian fare. I tend to go for the full meat experience. And it's, (laughs) uh, you know, I'm like, ooh, a plate of bacon? You bet. Um, (laughs) This is like the (laughs) anti-bacon. I know. (laughs) It still sounds good. It's actually really good. If I put bacon and that on the same plate, what would happen? I don't know. You'd probably really like it. I mean. Yeah. I was wondering if there'd be like some kind of like fight or the plate would break in half or something. You see like two th- two opposite sides. I'm just going to say that you have to go on Wikipedia first and find out like the bacon, the Wikipedia version of bacon and call it by that instead of bacon. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, I wonder what they because bacon actually candied bacon has started to become a thing at specific places around the park that you could go get like a specific form of gourmet bacon. I think Magic Kingdom has a place for that, and and I want to say Galaxy's Edge. You could, I'm I, maybe I, it was, I'm imagining it, but you, I thought you could get it at uh, Olga's Cantina, like some sort of um, galactic bacon thing. But maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to look that up again. <laughs> But bacon itself is uh, is like a hot commodity, and uh, it should be. You're trendy, should David. Be. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, and it's funny because food trends, you know, they they're just it's interesting what comes in and out of fashion, and um, it stays at Disney, and then it it goes. And I love those um the picture that you sent us of the cupcake. Speaking of trends and fashions, the Instagram cupcake thing that's going on at Disney. That one that you yes. sent us was so cute, Deb. Well, that's the thing is like a a trend in travel, but also a trend in food is Instagrammable food. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Disney has hopped full force on that bandwagon and they have come up with the cutest food ever. And I did send uh, Lisa and David a little uh, picture of a Winnie the Pooh cupcake. It's like a honey, honeycomb kind of cupcake, if I remember correctly. And it was yellow and just cute i'm sure that cupcake's like seven or eight dollars but it's still like i would i would buy it It, it's a cupcake experience it's it is a cupcake experience i went into uh main street bakery and they had a mickey mouse like shaped donuts that's like four donuts in one and that thing was like six or seven dollars if i remember correctly and i bought that and i instagrammed that like here's my mickey mouse on main street um donut what you're feeling like this- about churros? Churros. Oh, sorry. Yes, you like churros? Now I'm, now I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> my, my my wife's family's, you know, Mexican-American medicine. So we have, yeah, churros, uh, anything, pretty much anything of that kind of cuisine. I am totally down for that. I like churros. I had a lot of churros when I was in Spain on the Camino. And so I do like churros and chocolate. But the funny thing is when I go to Disney, I don't think about it. But I do have a churro friend fan. She's she's all about the churros. And uh, if Sherry were here, and I kind of wish she worked, she would talk about they are a big thing at Disneyland in Hong Kong. 
Like they have multiple flavors of churros. Not that Disney World. Yeah, that's the way it is out here. Yeah. So. Well, and, and can you, I, I don't know if you've looked at the flavors of churros and I don't really know what they are because I don't go get them. So what kind of churro flavors are we talking about here? You know, it's, they're frequently seasonal. So they do, like, they definitely had, like, the Christmas flavored ones. Um, and I'm pretty sure that there actually probably were pumpkin ones during the fall. Um, so I'm looking up really quick. I'll say that's one of the things that I always think they, like, look and smell really good. And I won't let myself eat them unless it's something very special. So, um, yeah. again... <laughs> <laughs> trying to yeah. watch the sugar this total bummer yeah mm-hmm. i know but one more snack i gotta talk about and this is a very plain one that you can get anywhere i'm telling you you can get anywhere but there's something special about it at disney the pretzels and cheese so they have like the oh, yeah. ubiquitous like and they're mickey mouse that you can get like regular pretzels but you can also get mickey mouse shaped pretzels and then the the what they call the yellow plastic cheese which is you know, I don't know what kind of cheese it is. It's supposed to be probably nacho, I imagine. But you don't want to know. Just call it cheese. <laughs> it is, I'm not so sure it can be categorized as cheese. Processed but cheese food. Yes, but it is pasteurized so, dairy product. It is so good. And then <laughs> and then they have these other pretzels, and I know you can buy them in the freezer section, but they are filled with cream cheese, like sweet pretzels or jalapeno cheddar cheese, and those are also. One of our, you know, go-to snacks, too, is the cream cheese one is phenomenal. I think we're going to have to issue a warning that people should eat before they listen to this. Well, I'm going to eat after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, is like, uh, I know I saw it on Facebook today, but Lisa just sent me this article about a guy in California who lost uh, 150 pounds on on what he would probably call the Disney diet. Yeah, what is such a great story. Do you want to, I guess I, do you want me to talk about it or do you want to talk about no, it? No, share it. And I mean, I'm, I have the article pulled up in front of me, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely put the article in our links, um, show notes. So basically this guy was 400 pounds. So he's not very, he's not very healthy. And uh, the doctor's like, you need to do something. So his wife suggested they go to Disneyland and walk. And he had whatever he wanted to eat as long as he kept it, you know, portion control. And so he ended up just falling in love with Disney. And it looks like uh, in this article, he's a he's a houseman. So he works for housekeeping. But, you know, all of that walking around and then he decided to work for Disney and he lost 150 pounds with daily long walks and eating anything on the menu as long as he kept it under control. Yeah, it says that they had Fitbits, which is really like one of my favorite things to do when I go to Disney is track my steps and, you know, try to get over. I mean, we, we've we been up over 20,000 several times mm-hmm. when we've gone to Disney because it's just, you know, like long stretches of walking from the parking lot and all that. But I love that. I Actually, this guy had a couple of near misses with like very serious, like near death experiences before i think he was actually given the last rites by a catholic priest it says in the article um in his first days that he went they only walked like one mile that was all he could do um but i love that the end of the story even says that he earned his bachelor's degree and is now hoping to get his bachelor master's degree through the disney tuition assistance program yeah 
that's I, I that's another not necessarily a secret, but it's I actually earned uh, a master's degree because of Disney. They paid for my master's degree in uh, security management. Wow, we need to do a show on education and the college program because I think that would be a really I, I, cool. I did thing. the college program twice, so I can yeah. totally talk about that experience. <laughs> it was probably write it on our list of topics. I know, I know. And then uh, you know, it's fun to hear people talk about. Oh, you should talk about um, the Ink and Paint Girls. I saw that on your on your yeah. Facebook today, and I'm like, oh yeah, that might take me a little more research. I know about them. I don't know probably as much as that book says but we have if you have ideas about what you'd like us to potentially have for a show topic we would love to hear them and this is where i shamelessly plug our email or you can even uh if you see our link on sqpn facebook or if you see us uh and lisa has it on her facebook and, <laughs> and i'm trolling then we will take note of that and we can definitely uh, keep that in mind and it might be a, a good topic for a show at some point but uh, before we do we should continue to talk about food because i want to know what david's kids would eat if you go to disneyland would you guys or disney would you bring food in with you are your kids adventuresome eaters or what would they choose oh they're terribly picky <laughs> i've i've uh through the first couple minutes of the podcast i was just i was taking notes of the regal eagle i've already sent it to my wife um <laughs> Uh, because my kids will, they like my wife's, uh, homemade, uh, homemade fried rice sopa, or they like mac and cheese and they like chicken nuggets and fries and popcorn and sweets. That's pretty much, pretty much <laughs> yeah. Typical so like, kids. so I already found, I already found a lot of things at, uh, the, like, well, the real Eagle's looking pretty good because it has all, <laughs> has a number of those things. And yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say Disney has really not not just the whole chicken nuggets and french fries, which they have like that's everywhere. You can either get a, a, like a burger, chicken nuggets, french fries, mac and cheese or or spaghetti or hot dog. You know, it depends on where you're going. So they have that kid friendly food that, you know, if your kid will eat nothing but mac and cheese, they have that or chicken nuggets. They have that almost everywhere. But they also. And they would totally eat that cupcake. Yes, they would Sorry. totally eat that cupcake. <laughs> totally. But they also have what they call, they rolled out something about 10 years ago called the Kids Check Menu. And basically, it's a little healthier varieties of food. So smaller portions of maybe the main entree. So maybe if you're going mm. to like a, a sit-down restaurant that has meatloaf on the menu, they'll have a kid's portion, a Mickey Mouse-shaped kid's portion of of the meatloaf and then like a side of broccoli, like a kid's side of broccoli or a kid's salad, or you can choose grapes or apples or carrots, you know, and then milk or water and not soda. I mean, you can choose soda. If your kids are dying for a soda, then um, you can choose that. But they they usually push the healthier alternatives wow. for that. So Disney stepped up so to the mil plate. With milk like, and, yeah, that's the um, one thing we've never yeah. let them have is, is soda. It's like we're already <laughs> we already. They already have everything else. We're like, okay, just not soda. Yeah. Well, and then they have, um, you can order off the kids menu too. Like I said, Sherry and I ordered off the kids menu a few times last time we were there. And you're saving a little bit of money too, but you're also not eating, you know, until you're gross, until you feel like you're, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got the meat whip, sweats yeah. going on. You got to save room for the dole whip. <laughs> right. You got to parse, you got to parse <laughs> out your food. I, I, I kid you not when I, 
when Sherry and I were planning our trip last mm-hmm. September, um, because I'm a foodie, obviously, I have a spreadsheet that is seven pages long of, and I scoured every mm-hmm. theme park's food menu because it's available online. And I picked out the things that I wanted potentially to eat in that theme park for that day with the price nice. so that I knew how much to save money for. Can you do um, the kids' menus and can you order off the kids' menu in like a sit-down restaurant too? Um, or for, is that just like in the takeout thing? Because I know like if you're if you're walking up to a counter to take food away, then they're not going to necessarily look askance at you. But they they have – it. and this is probably the honest answer, which is it depends on the management of that particular restaurant. I have okay. ordered off a kids' meal at – Narcusis, which is a really fancy, fancy steak and seafood place at the Grand Floridian. And I ordered, they had like uh, filet medallions and um, like a baked potato, kid side baked potato. This was 10, 15 years ago. And they let me have it. They let me order off the kids menu. So I think specific restaurants will say, yeah, that's fine. But there's also places that will say, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to charge you a little extra for that. For whatever you reason, because you're an adult. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh, uh, and you should know better. <laughs> I did order off the kids' menu one side when I went to the Coral Reef last year I, I, or two years ago. I ordered a kid's salad, which was $3, which I didn't want to pay $8 for a Caesar salad. So I ordered the kid's salad and it was fine. And I think for the most part, you, you can get the kids' menu. And I was actually, I was trying to talk. In last November, I went to Disney again uh, as part of a business trip, and I was talking to the person going with me to Disney. I'm like, "Can you? Can we go to Skipper Cantina?" And I went with um, two women who had very, very um, specific needs. They had uh, bariatric surgery, both of them, and so they can't eat uh, more than like a kids' meal. Like a kids' meal really does; they can't even finish it. They they have you know um, not much of a, a expanded stomach. <laughs> and um so we're like oh if we're going any place we have to make sure that the kids meal is exactly what they wanted and we found the kipper the skipper cantina which is the jungle uh cruise themed restaurant in the magic kingdom has a better kids menu than i think the adult menu is like oh i want to order off the kids menu i had picked out three things off the kids menu because they they really have an expanded one where it was like oh a little of chicken and this and a little of you know um the curry stew you know a kid-sized portion of that and i'm like oh that that's actually what i want i feel like we should mention to people too about like Planning your dining ahead, especially if you know that there's a particular restaurant that you want to go to. We have a trip coming up um, in April with family. We've already made our reservations because you can't necessarily just walk into some of these places, especially in the parks. If they're sit down, um, you need to make some plans. Is it 30 days in advance? It's more than that. It is depending on the restaurant. It's 180 days in advance for Disney World um, or 160. I'd have to look up specifically. But okay, so I used to work for um, Disney Reservation Center, and this was years ago, probably 20 years ago. And back when you had to call and before you could go online and do this all online. And there are two or three very popular restaurants that are still there today. And one of them is Cinderella's Royal Table, which is. Oh, yes. We've never gotten in there. (laughs) And that is the um, Eat in the Castle, you know, at Disney World 
who cares if the food's any good? We just need to eat in the castle. And, just uh, <laughs> because we're there. Gotcha. Just because we're there and my kid wants it. And to get that reservation, you literally have to get up as soon as reservations open the exact number of days out from your reservation, like 120 days out from your reservation the, the day you want it and call at eight in the morning. To, and you have to be yeah. like the first in line and they will sell that restaurant out in probably 30 minutes in the first thing in the morning. So I'm actually looking at the Disneyland FAQs for dining and it's actually 60 days at Disneyland. And you need to do it through the app. Mm. So linking your thing. And one thing that I, I want people to know is it, you can't just decide you're not going to show up for your reservation because they actually charge you $10 per person on the reservation if you if you don't show up so it can be um you know forty dollars for a family of four if you just decide oh we'd rather go on the ride instead so make sure you cancel well that's (laughs) and you know one thing that what happened with that and and by the way it is 180 days at walt disney world but what was happening with that is that people would decide, oh, I'm going to make three different reservations and then just choose the one I feel like going to. So they'd like take up like uh, if they were at Epcot, they'd be like, oh, I have a reservation at La Salier. I have a reservation at um, the um, Italy restaurant. I have a reservation at um, Morocco. And then like, oh, I think I'll just not show up for two of those. And, and so it was becoming a problem. And I think that's why they put that in there as people that or people would get so involved in whatever they were doing. They forgot they had the reservation or didn't make it on time. Yeah. So don't make that mistake. You only do it once and then you go, oh, what's that charge on my credit card? Yeah, exactly. That's and that's it. Yeah. Um, But like 180 days, you can call for Cinderella's Royal Table. And it and now it's also one of the more popular ones is Be Our Guest, which is the Beauty and the Beast. Um, the Beast Castle at Magic Kingdom. I have been there. Super cool. It is super cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting, that place. Um, and then I'm trying to think what, oh, Chef Mickey's, which is over in the Contemporary, and it's the Mickey Mouse themed dinner. And uh, that fills up relatively quickly as well. At Disneyland, um, Blue Bayou, which is <gasps> yes. the one that's in um, Pirates of the Caribbean, is a very popular ticket to get. And also um, the Plaza Inn, the character breakfast there is another one that you want to get in advance. Yeah. Um, get a reservation. Oh, yeah. But so I have a question for David um, before we, <laughs> we wrap up here, because uh, uh, one of the questions is with young kids, how do you... Like, how do you go to a restaurant and what's your survival strategy for taking young kids to a restaurant, <laughs> especially if it's a little pricey? Well, a rosary is usually involved. <laughs> uh, this kind of podcast, I can honestly say a rosary is usually involved. <laughs> a little bit of prayer. But, you know, seriously, like, how, how, um, make sure I answer the question. Or like, how do we, how do we, what kind of planning is involved? Um, try to make, you know, A, you know, we, you know not, not just, uh, Doing the things that we're doing right now, making sure the foods are the, uh, there that the kids would like. If there's any kind of reservations at all, uh, what kind of bathrooms there are, and it sounds like we're preparing. I'm preparing for a gunfight, but always look for exits, exit strategies, <laughs> or something. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you always you always look for an exit vector. Just like if something, if something, especially when the kids are really young, if you want, if you need to get out, or uh, if you need to get out quickly, what's the quickest way or ways out? 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. Those are words of total wisdom. <laughs> and you know, it's it's funny because when you're in the phase that your kids are in now, you think, oh, that's going to be the case for life. And my kids were such picky eaters when they were little and they were just rotten in restaurants. And now they're both, they both love to cook and they love all kinds of food. So there's hope, David. Oh, but it's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, there, I, I, was it a Jason Bourne movie or something like that where they were just describing about like, you know, have to have every back against the wall looking for, you know, face the doors and fit and like, that's us, but it's just for kids. This isn't a. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, do you let your children, because there's two rules of thumb, and, and this is maybe a sit more of a sit down than a fast food place, but maybe you do this for fast food places too. Do you order the kids' menu or do you let your children eat off your? off your plate we will let them eat however they'll actually eat but usually we i mean we'll we'll always we order off the kids menu but if if they're going to eat something that's on my plate I'm like i will not say no because <laughs> i want them to actually eat food not junk so yeah that's yeah per, per, yeah the children's menu first and then eat just please eat for the love of heaven please eat <laughs> <laughs> do they like bacon no they haven't wrapped their head around bacon yet i i'm the, that i'm pretty sure that gene will kick in for my boy soon but not the, the uh, uh, it will come are they are they um adventure like you i know they don't seem like adventurous but will they try new foods or will they be like no and like they won't eat at all it seems like they're not that if I ask them to eat anything, they won't try it at all. But if it's there, they're like, "Huh, oh, I wonder what this is," and they'll try it. So my 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 shtick is not to actually try to. I'll just have something out and see what, then see if they're like, "Huh, oh, I wonder what this is." So don't have, don't actually try to make them have have anything. Just put it in front of them and see what happens. <laughs> I don't know if your boys were like that, Lisa. Were they like that too? Where it's like you couldn't force them to eat, but if you just kind of left it there, they'd maybe venture and. In for no, a- you know, when they were the age that his kids are, they were very, very picky. But then they both went through phases. Um, and one of the most classic ones was the summer of the chicken wings when my son Eric decided that he not only was going to eat every kind of chicken wing, but needed to buy a chicken wing recipe book and cook this is like the year of fifth grade and he he made chicken wings like every day for the entire summer but it was a different flavor every day so um very (laughs) funny so yeah it'll be fun david to watch and see what comes for your kids yes and and if we hadn't said for their ages four and seven which is means a lot of unpredictability well and and i'm sure your your wife does some do you and your wife um, share the cooking duties or do you just, does your wife, is she pretty good at it? Oh, she's good at it. But I, I mean, just, we, we both work full time. So it's just kind of who has the, who has the chance, who has the time to get in front of the kitchen. I I can't bake for anything, but um, if it's, if it can be made in a crock pot or if it can be grilled, I'll do it. So <laughs> says every guy, every, for, every dad out there, but pretty that's, much. David, the other thing that will happen, I'll warn you. So you get so used to having your kids eat on the kids menu, which is like half the cost. And then comes the day when especially boys will decide I'm too cool for the kids menu. Mm. And now I need to eat off the grown up menu or they double up on the kids menu and get two kid meals. Wow. <laughs> the day will come. I still want <laughs> the toys. that yes i would want the toys too but and just and has nothing to do with disney but mcdonald's is bringing back retro toys for the happy meal as part of their 40th anniversary of the happy meal 
Oh, that'll be fun to see what they, they, they bring back. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, that's not Disney related. <laughs> Although you can find McDonald's at Disney. I'm not going to lie. You can have their fries. Yeah, you can have McDonald's. And, well, I mean, I had McDonald's in France once just to see what a, a French McDonald's would be like. Yeah, it, just kind of like you said, just you don't just order a burger. If you go to France, eat something else. So right, just don't. It's, it's it's just surprising, you know, and it's it's a comfort zone thing, and and uh, you know, my parents well, are maybe it's for all the people that are visiting from Europe that want to have McDonald's, like McDill, yeah, and, and Cluck McDill, and then well, it's weird because you can have an open faced ham sandwich and a beer there, which is not a normal McDonald's thing. Yeah, well, that's uh, like Swiss. When I went to Switzerland, um, there was a McFondue. And uh, a McRocklet. And so that you could have like a burger with those types of cheese on it. And, you know, and in Italy, I I can't remember what I ordered, but it was definitely not McDonald's. Um, but I, I remember going to Florence's McDonald's, which was across from the street from the hotel and not getting a burger at all, but getting something very Florentine. And I can't remember what it was. It was apparently not worthy of me remembering it. <laughs> but yes, that's the fun of going to McDonald's in another country. And But you know, you can also, speaking of small snacks, is that at Disney, you can definitely not have to go to a, like a counter service restaurant or a sit down restaurant. You could just snack your way through Walt Disney World and, and find uh, hot snacks and, you know, um, pizza. Oh, they have these um, egg rolls, spring rolls now. That's all the craze at Walt Disney World that I had, um, like a pizza egg roll, and they were yummy. They were really good. Probably also a good time to remind people that you can actually bring food into the park. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, if you want to save a little bit of money or if you have special needs or a really picky kid that only wants to eat food from home, you can bring stuff in with you. And we also always um, try to bring water bottles because that's one big way of saving some money along the way is bring your own water bottle and refill in the park. I, I got to say that you, if you're going to bring your own food, a couple things to remember. One, you have to cart it around with you, so you might want to get a locker. Uh, or And they won't allow um, hard-sided coolers anymore. I think it has to be soft-sided. Mm. And I believe there's an ice issue now, too. Like, they won't let you bring in a cooler full of ice that it has to be like a frozen, uh, one of those frozen container, you know, um, freezer pack kind of things. And you can't bring in glass bottles and you can't bring in knives. And you so there's, there's some, and you can't bring in alcohol. So there are certain things that you cannot bring in, but the sky's the limit on everything else. I will tell you the most interesting thing I saw a family bring in. And I might've mentioned this a couple episodes when I was talking to Sherry about it, but um, I saw a, an, a family from probably India bring in curry chicken in a pot and rice and out of a Tupperware. Cool. And yeah, and they sat there on the curb and, and this was in Disney Hollywood Studios and they had like the best smelling food ever sitting <laughs> on the curb in front of Hollywood Studios eating their curry chicken. And that's probably the the wildest thing I've ever seen as far as food brought into the park. But you know, it's Well, I want our listeners to top that. Everybody tell us the what's the best food you ever had when you were at Disney. Yeah. What are your suggestions? And if you brought in food to Disney, like you were going to go to Disney and you said, I am not spending 20 bucks for a cheeseburger. What would you bring <laughs> with you? Would you bring, you know, what would be your go-to snack to bring with you to the theme parks? We want to know. And uh, you can send those ideas to us. Obviously, 
through our web, our uh, email, which is Disney at SQPN.com. Um, and this would probably be a good time to, to kind of wrap things up it's because you've been listening to us here um, at the secrets of Disney on star quest production networks and to find all of the stuff. We're going to put some um, links like to that article we referred to the guy losing 150 pounds. We might even throw in a couple pictures of cupcakes in there. We'll see. Um, <laughs> And Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> and and then also our, you can find our previous episodes and you can send us feedback um, if you visit sqpn.com backslash Disney. And you can listen to us there, too. You don't have to listen to us on your podcast um, catcher on your phone. You can listen to us online. And you can also follow us on social media at facebook.com backslash Media. Or on Twitter at Star or at SQPN, and um, again, I want to say it's been a pleasure talking to you all about food. Now we're all going to go eat something, right? Yep, totally. <laughs> and this has been um, Deborah. My name is Deborah Shaben. If you want to, you know, stalk me on Facebook, I'm I won't know. And um, I'll let the other two say goodbye to you as well. I usually say the last word I might tonight. Who knows? But yeah, goodbye, I, David. Goodbye, I, Lisa. I sh- and ta ta for now. Yes, something. I, that was now. really ambiguous. I am so sorry. Like, like should <laughs> I throw a line or should I like, um, David, you're up. Bon appetit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think about it, David. I'm Lisa with the husky voice tonight. And um, you can find me on social media at Lisa Hendy. And uh, especially for people from the West Coast, the best coast, if you uh, if you have Disney food tips, I've got a trip planned for next month. So send them over. You can find me on social media at Lisa Hendy. You can just find me at just at David Handlos, H-A-N-D-L-O-S on Twitter, Facebook. And usually um, I'm just telling dad jokes and coffee jokes all day long. That's about it. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I guess I should tell you my personal ha- handle is actually a Disney handle. And most people misread it. It's DizLP38. So it's D-I-S-L-P-38. Um, usually uh, I don't do Twitter, um, but I do Instagram. So you can see my Denver pictures. I went to Denver over the weekend, so you can see those. And I, ooh, I met one of my heroes this weekend. I met Rick Steves, who's yeah, ooh. travels ooh. with Rick Steves Super and Josh. Cool. And I and I fangirled over Josh Gates, who was, you know, somewhere else. Um, but I never got close enough to, to meet him. But that's all right. Never meet your heroes, I guess. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you can follow me um, on Facebook or anywhere else. And we just want to say ta ta for now. 